Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast, and we're back uh, once again after Leicester City won, Bristol City nil at the King Power, and that is how it finished. Um, we'll be talking about Leicester. We'll also be talking about a slightly more positive game, and that was Plymouth at home at Ashing Gate, uh, which ended 4-1 to the Reds. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll mainly be touching on Leicester. Uh, we'll also talk about Plymouth as well. So we'll talk about Leicester first, um, because that was the most recent game. It ended 1-0 to the Foxes. Um, yeah, but a bit, bit of a downer, but kind of expected. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be a tough game. When you look at Leicester away, it's it's obviously never going to be easy. And coming into the game, we, we left Tuesday on a high we were really going in like with momentum and a lot of positivity. There was, there's always a chance. You never know. We were hoping for that Andy King bicycle kick from outside of the box, but fortunately right. it didn't happen um, yesterday. I couldn't watch the game, unfortunately, but I did see the highlights and I kind of get the gist of it. Jamie Vardy. Um, I, I just, I just can't believe like how how much quality Leicester have throughout like ever, like their squad depth and the quality throughout each like area of the of their starting 11 it's just like incredible how like just the quality compared to like what we have and what most other championship sides have but yeah it was it was a narrow loss but they they were the dominant team in the end of the at the end of the day but we we shouldn't be too disheartened I think yeah um yeah you're right we'll have to have so much quality on their side on their 11 the depth they have is just ridiculous. Um, but we'll talk about starting levels right now, I suppose. Uh, for City, it was Max Max O'Leary in goal. Uh, it was George Tanner. And the centre-back partnerships was Rob Dickey and Cal Naismith. Um, so, no Zach Viner. We'll talk about Zach Viner after after the game, after we dissect the game. Uh, so, it's Naismith and Dickey. Uh, Naismith on the left, Dickey on the right. Uh, so, Dickey doesn't play left centre-back. And this one, um, he looked a bit better. He looked quite, actually, he looked quite good. Um, Campering or uh, left back, uh, Matty James, the captain, uh, returning to his old club, Joe Williams in midfield, uh, alongside Jason Knight. And up top, it was the usual Mark Sykes off the right, Naki Wells up top, Sam Bell for Leicester, as we've mentioned, with the you know quality within their side. It was um, Matt Hermanson in goal, who joined for five million pounds in the summer. Uh, Ricardo Pereira, who's uh, who's one of the best right backs in the Premier League a couple of seasons ago. Uh, well, Fies, who joined for fourteen million pounds last summer. Yannick Vestergaard, who's been in the Premier League for years. Callum Doyle, who was one penalty shootout away from the Premier League last season. Wilfred Ndidi, who was once linked with an eighty million pound move somewhere, uh, Bayern Munich or something, Man United. Um, Harry Winks, who's been in the Champions League final with Tottenham. Keen Dujbri Hall, who's excelled in this division before with Luton. Abdul Fatahou Isaku, who's come on loan from Port Sporting Lisbon. Premier League and FA Cup winner Jamie Vardy up top. And Steffi Mavadidi, who's been in the Arsenal Academy and has been abroad uh, in France with Montpellier. Uh, he joined for seven, eight million pounds, something like that, in the summer. Yeah. That shows you the quality and the comparisons not only between us and Leicester, between Leicester, Leeds, maybe Southampton, and everyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like when when a non-championship fan would like look at this team, like when look at any like championship side team, they wouldn't recognise a name on most of them, maybe a couple. But when you look at that Leicester side, Indeedy, Vardy, like you said, Harry Winks, like it's ridiculous. It's 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 ridiculous and yeah, like Jamie Vardy, he's he's won the Premier League and he's playing, and he's playing us and well, he, he did score in the end. But yeah, the quality difference is is definitely major for us. Yeah, the starting lineup is definitely the norm now. Other than Zach Viner, of course, I was very surprised, but obviously we'll go into the reason later. Um, but yeah, Tanner still preferred over TGH at right back. I mean, that's Nigel Pearson's decision. Tanner had one of the best games he's had in a while in the City shirt, to be fair. So that's good from, yeah, that's good from him. And it's good to, to have him there. Then, yeah, the rest is normal. The front three is kind of the norm now. And 
there's no, I, I don't think I'd really change much else. No, and for the first, I'd say, 35-ish minutes, we held our own. We were really, really good. And, yeah, we conceded a lot of possession, like you'd expect, because Leicester at the King Power. But we held our own. We were really good defensively and didn't really allow Leicester much in the way of chances and generally looked quite good. There's a couple of moments where Rob Dickey looked a bit suspect and allowed Leicester in and our midfield kind of parted like the Red Sea at times. Uh, but generally, it was OK. Generally, it looked pretty good. And again, I don't think that's much of a surprise because recently um, we've only conceded, what, now seven goals, I want to say, in the league so far, uh, which is really good. Um, yeah, so, I want, so our defensive record isn't bad at all. So... Um, yeah, I'm not really surprised we held our own for 35 minutes. Yeah, and this is what you like to see when you go into these tough games and these quality teams. The first 10 minutes, the first quarter of the game kind of dictates the rest of the game, I feel. And like if they get on that good start and they already score within five, then the momentum all falls away and there's no confidence. And then they can make it three and then they'll, they'll batter us, which they, I think they'll do to a lot of championship sides um, throughout this season. So when you look at a 1-0, it's not that bad. But um, yeah, I, I I have a mate who went to the game. He was telling me about it. But yeah, it looks like we've held our own, which is always good. Staying relatively composed defensively. We didn't, well, we didn't concede at the start. So it's just what you want to see. But um, yeah, it's, it's not the worst start. No, we no, we were really good for 35 minutes, I thought, defensively. Um, again, didn't really offer much going forward. But again, you're not going to get many chances going forward away at Leicester, um, away at Leeds, away at, maybe not Southampton, but um, <laughs> definitely away at Leeds and Leicester. You, you won't get many opportunities. And um, we created a few opportunities, actually, um, down down our left-hand side. Campering, um, despite him obviously having to defend more, um, I thought he looked much better going forward. Um, this this Abdul Fatahu Isaku guy for Leicester, down there, right-hand side and our left-hand side. He was really good against Campering. He, um, I think it was in the first half, he kind of did a fake fake cut inside. Uh, Campering expected a cross to go in, so he jumped. And it just looks like he's just absolutely skinned him. And it's just, it's, it's, it's really bad from a Campering perspective. He did that a few times and um, once again, just shows the quality. But generally, we looked looked fairly good for 35 minutes and held our own. I thought George Tanner, as I said, had one of his probably better games in the City shirt in a while. Uh, Cal Naismith, despite him giving away the penalty in the second half, which we'll talk about, uh, looked really good for 35 minutes. Had a, uh, had a, he blocked a shot, um, I think from Dewsbury Hall, down there left-hand side, he gets into the box. Uh, Rob Dickey's so lazy in that situation, it's unbelievable. Just like jogs, it's, it's, it's not good enough from Dickey. Um, Naismith runs, literally sprints across and blocks it. Brilliant from Naismith. Stops a certain goal, in my opinion, because Max is a little bit blinded by Dickey. Um, so, yeah, Naismith outstanding. As I said, bring better games going forward. Uh, and, yeah, and I thought our midfield coped pretty well with Harry Winks, <laughs> Dewsbury Horn and Wilfred Ndidi. Yeah, I mean, those big names, it's always going to be hard. But, no, it's good to hear that we controlled it well. I just watched some of the extended bits and yeah is uh is uh haku if you i don't know how to really pronounce Isaku. it it's just call him just call him abdul just that that'll be fine i'll call him abdul um yeah abdul looked like he kind of got got around pring a few times and he yeah he took a shot off at max it was a good save that's i think it's you you should be saving those as if you if he's letting that one in i'm i'm definitely not happy at all um but overall max as well um he was he just had a great game um made a lot of saves, kept us in the game, one close in the six-yard box as well um, that I saw. Um, but then when it comes to the penalty, I mean, we'll get onto that in a second, but it's just unstoppable. No, they were really good luster after that. Um, but for the, first, for the rest of that first half, for the, I'd say for the five, ten-ish minutes, we actually looked fairly good going forward. Sam Bell had a few moments. Um, we could have had a penalty, 
with Vestergaard's handball. Uh, handball, he was on the floor. If that was given against us, I would be fuming. But, you know, you got you, you win some, you lose some, I suppose. Um, I think that would have been given if there was VAR, but obviously there's no VAR in the Championship, which is a joke in itself, because I think there should be. Um, well, well that's, a, that's a conversation related. If there was VAR, that would have been given, in my opinion. But I don't blame the ref or the linesman in particular, because it happened so quickly. Um, and there were so many bodies in front of him. Um, that it was really quite impossible to see whether Vestergaard did handball it. It looked like it was a handball, but again, from the other end, literally straight from that attack, from our attack, um, uh, they could have had a penalty or a, or a free kick right on the edge with uh, Cam Pring kind of, who's running back. He's not aware of it, but still he could have handballed, he hit his hand and it rolled back. Um, could have been considered handball. So two handball shouts in the first half within like a minute. Um, yeah, I thought we were really good for that far, last five or so minutes. Um, showed far more of an attacking, attacking threat. And that's also kind of what you expect, really, with the pace of Sam Bell and the kind of trickery and dribbling of marks. Like, they're going to be a threat to anyone, really, in this division, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It looks like... And it's also super positive that we're... Like, these players... Sykes was playing Foxford United. Bell was just an academy boy and now they're playing against these quality quality sides and they're still creating chances they're still bringing a game to these Premier League players some of them I'd say some of them they're definitely Premier League quality um, which is good to see I just saw the handball now yeah like you said it's, it's it happens very fast but it does clearly touch his hand there was a chance there for Sam Bell Yeah, yeah. he get a shot off though because there were like five players behind in front of him um, between him and the goal um, but no, overall, a good first half. And when I saw we were nil-nil into half-time, I'd say that's a good start. It didn't concede. So, yeah. No, yeah, I completely, completely agree. Um, thought second, five, last five minutes of the first half were really good. But then Leicester um, have an injury to Callum Doyle, their left-back, who was a centre-back playing at left-back. They bring on James Justin, Um I'm just saying they're going. How are we go? How George Tanner's gen, gen, don't, Imagine poor George Tanner down there, down his left hand, down there left hand side. He's already had enough to deal. He already has enough to deal with uh, Steffi Mabadidi, who's a really good player. And now he has James Justin as well, who's torn this division apart with Luton before. I'm just going. How this is not fair on the rest of us. Like, just can't give us a break. Um, he comes on again. He's a brilliant attacking player, and straight away Leicester look a completely different team, in my opinion. With with James Dustin, uh, he attacks uh, down their left hand side much more uh, better, uh, much better uh, than Callum Doyle does. Um, yeah, I think for the first twenty minutes up to the goal and a bit after that goal, yeah, Leicester were completely dominant. They created so many chances. They created. Uh, so many territory, uh, so much territory, um, and looked a very good side. Um, and yeah, they should have scored before that penalty even happened. But we'll talk about the penalty now, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's not good from Cal Naismith at all, at all is it? It's um, it's really poor. Yeah, it comes in, um, and he, he just, I mean, it's, it's an obvious penalty, you can't really dispute no. it. He sticks his leg out further, trips the player. He's on the floor. It's it's just not needed. He knows what he's doing. It's he's never going to get the ball there, um, and he just he just blocks the man, and then he goes down, and it's a penalty. And when you got Jamie Vardy on your on the penalty for the opposition team, <laughs> you're not saying that. Oh, such, such oh, a oh. joke. Like, um, it's it's yeah. I mean, and also just looking at it now again, like. He the players were back. He could have got a shot off, but the, it's just not worth the the penalty. But it is what it is. It happens. Obviously, it is Naismith is bad, but yeah, it's just it's just a shame because we were really doing well defensively, even though they were dominating. We we kept the ball out of our net, and then this kind of like all that hard work. But um, it it was it was coming to be fair. But yeah, then the referee pointed to the spot. Yeah, indeed, he the man who gets fouled in the box uh, kind of runs. It's a good, it's a good bit of play. Indeed, he gets into the box. It's um, it's not good from Naismith. He he he, does, he completely finishes him. 
indeed he finishes Cal Naismith. He's not got a chance of tracking back. He's 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 running at Naismith one on one. Cuts cuts right. Naismith commits. Cut then cuts back uh, to his left. Indeed, Naismith sticks a leg out. He in a kind of typical um, championship or defender uh, style. He he's like, oh, I didn't touch him. No, right for you. Got the ball. Didn't he com- t- wiped uh, Indeedy out? Complete clear penalty. Um, and Jamie Vardy does Jamie Vardy things, I suppose. Um, it's a what it's an un- it's an unbelievable penalty, just like unstoppable, uh, right in the top right hand corner from his perspective. It's just ridiculous. Even if you put five max areas in there, it's not. I'm sorry, it's not. It's not. It's not keeping out. <laughs> I mean, the way he takes it, the power, the accuracy, it's it's just quality. And like, is nothing stopping that? Max O'Leary had no chance. And um, yeah, then Leicester were 1-0 up in the 67th minute. And then Vardy runs the, the whole way across the field to come to our fans and give us a little a little celebration. Um, which is fair enough because I did hear that we were we were talking a lot about his uh, his wife. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's fair. He, he scored and and he and he and he came and he came to us and he showed us. To be fair, but yeah, I mean, what a penalty! Though. Yeah, I mean, you can't doubt the quality of Jamie Vardy. He's, even at 36, he's a brilliant player. Um, uh, he will rip this division apart once he gets to service. He might not have the legs he did five years ago, but he still has. Um, if he, when he gets to service with Mavididi and Isaku and Yunus Atkin on the bench uh, for Leicester, um, and um, who else is it? Oh, they've got so many quality players, it's ridiculous. Um, Dewsbury Hall, they, he will rip this division apart. Um, but yeah, uh, quality penalty. Um, celebration was a bit Bit, bit, bit weird, but you know, uh, it's it's Jamie Vardy. He does weird things. Um, yeah, and from then, and from there on, I kind of in my match review on my channel, I said, um, if you go one 0 down to an any possession based team, that you will struggle because they will just keep the ball and move it around you. Um, the, Man City get so many tight one nil and two 0 wins because they just keep the ball. They won't like. You you could be one nil down. Okay, you won't have the ball. You won't you won't have the ball to attack. Um, and then add, add on top of that uh, in the championship, Leicester doing that, and then also having the quality they do in midfield, especially. You've got no chance of coming back. I'm sorry, just, just stop the game right there because you've got no chance with 23 minutes. It's yeah, unless you unless you. Unless you do what Cardiff did with Aaron Ramsey and hit one from 25 yards, you've got no chance. It's, yeah. Um, after that, let's just keep the ball around, just move us around. Um, and yeah, just, just, we looked, we, it looked like they knocked the stuffing out of us with that penalty. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely changes the momentum of the game. And like you said, possession based sides is, well, it's the opposite of us. We, we like to have less of the ball, and that's how we get most of our points. So, when we go up 1-0, um, we don't feel as comfortable as Leicester fans or Man City fans because for the last few years, it's been very nerve-wracking and a lot of last-minute um, uh, conceding of goals. And, yeah, we lost a lot of points doing that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Leicester were in control, nothing really much happening. And then we got our first shot on target at the end with a... Did we have a shot on target, did we? Yeah, with oh. a free kick from... Taylor Gardner Hickman, I don't know. Oh, that one, right? Yeah, he, he didn't test the keeper at all, but he he, he kept it relatively low, and it, yeah, it just went straight into the keeper's arms. And yeah, could could have been a chance there if he spilled it, but it's there wasn't that much power on it. And yeah, he collected with ease. Um, but yeah, a few subs as well. I mean, when when you have Ianacho as your like super sub in the 88th minute, I mean, come on. And like Mcateer, like they they didn't even use Connor Cody, Eunice Atkin, Hamza Chowdhury, Mark Albrighton. Uh, how are we meant to compete in any way whatsoever? It's ridiculous. Um, com- yeah, the benches in itself would the bench of Leicester would win the league. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I just can't compete. But what we can do is um, sing the Yaboa chant, which is 
you, you, you haven't got that, Leicester, have you? Um, <laughs> no, but Yabo, when he came on, looks looks fairly good. Um, and he, no, it was no, no, it was Cam Pring, wasn't it, who put the ball in, and then Hermanson spilt it, um, <clears throat> and then it was Andy Vyman who had a shot. Uh, which was brilliantly blocked uh, from the Leicester man, but it looked like it was going to go in the far corner. Yeah, I'm not sure if I saw that one, but... Um, it was no, the yeah. one where the keeper should have just complete... It was, nine out of ten times you'd have caught it, but he, dro- he spills it on the floor and then it falls to Vyman at the back post and he larrups it, like literally just smacks it, just tries to get anything on it. Um, he doesn't uh, doesn't score. It's a brilliant block uh, to, to from... Is it Vastigard, I think? Uh, someone. Um, and it's a brilliant block, to be fair. But, yeah, it could and should have been 1-1 there. But, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Um, yeah, I thought Yeboah looked good, as I said. I thought he looked... Uh, I think Yeboah just needs to control his aggression. I think it's good that he has aggression, but he needs to control it a little bit because he's giving, it, he's giving away at the moment too many fouls. West Brom at home, he did the same thing where uh, he shoved... Eric Peters out the way and that was given a foul where, you know, it shouldn't have been that hard to dispossess him because he was Eric Peters on his back trying to just guard the ball. Um, yeah, you both just need to control that kind of aggression a little bit and he will be a brilliant player. Um, but yeah, I thought he looked good once again. Yeah, no, it's always good to have a youngster coming through the ranks. Now he's, he's getting a lot of minutes and it, it's great to see. I mean, we've got a chant from already. Um, <laughs> there's some... There's some people, some of our players that we just never had chance. Like Thomas Callas, I don't remember having anything for him. Um, but yeah, Yaboa, great to see. I, I like him. He's got he's got pace. He's got high press. He's he, he's a, he's a great sub at the moment. I feel like he can make a big impact when he comes on. Um, but yeah, obviously he needs time, and with time comes comes improvement. Um, but yeah, how about uh, I didn't really see Harry Cornick. Did he did he uh, have an impact at all, or was he just Harry Cornick? I think he he kind of did half of what he did against Plymouth when he came on and um, kind of looked like a bit of a physical threat. But we didn't really give the ball to him very very well, and didn't give him give him the ball in areas where he wanted it to be given uh, given in. And um, yeah, he looked he looked a bit. Meh, he looked like a bit of the Harry Cornick of old, really, and uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great from Cornick, to be fair. Um, it's just, I think I think he probably um, realised that this was probably not his kind of game because he he likes you know little balls in. He's 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 a physical player and he can hold things up if needed, but he won't do that very. He won't do it to I don't know your boa standards. Um, and we we need to give him the ball in little areas where you will put put balls through. We need Matty James or you know um, Jason Knight in those areas around him, just feed little balls through because he's got the pace for that. Uh, but we just didn't get the ball anywhere near there because um, of Leicester's you know quality and whatnot. Um, so wasn't really the game for Cornick, I don't think. Yeah, I think maybe more, games more like like Stoke at home could be could be good for him if he comes on. Maybe he could he could play and make an impact because I feel like then his confidence will obviously further build after his goal at, at Plymouth. Um, but yeah, also Vyman, Vyman's return after his injury. No, Vyman. Yeah. Um, I was surprised he um he was back already uh, for this game. I thought it'd be a little bit longer, but he came on as a sub in like the 58th minute. Um, but yeah, how how did he look out there? He was he was he was okay out of Vyman. I was just I think I think for Vyman it was just more don't get injured again um, and don't you know do something stupid. Um, but I thought he was okay. I thought he looked a bit of a threat. Um, I thought him and Yaboa looked really good when he when they came on and um, when whenever we did get the ball into those little areas, which is not very often, but whenever whenever we did, uh, it was generally Vyman and or Yaboa who kind of uh, was doing most of the movement. And I thought yeah, I thought he looked. He looked good. I think it looks fine. Um, um, hopefully that's kind of, uh, kind of um, just slowly reinstating him back because we can't rush Andy Vyman because he's a really good player when he's at it. Um, like absolutely brilliant. Um, he won't replicate those twenty-five or was it twenty-two, three goals? Uh, it was what a season that was. Yeah, it was mental that season. He won't replicate that, but he will be playing in a slightly withdrawn position. I think he, 
I think he'll look good. I think he'll, I think we find a bit of a live wire. Um, so that was kind of it because we didn't really create much after that. As you mentioned, the Taylor Garn Hickman free kick was there, but that was comfortably caught by Hermanson. I think it's one of those games where you just have to, we just have to go. Well, they're far better than us. You take the one nil. Um, I think I think you can take some comfort in the fact that it was a one nil from a penalty spot. Um, so we didn't, you know, technically didn't concede a goal from open play, but. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure we probably would have event if come uh, in time after that penalty. Um, so look, it is what it is. Um, kind of final thoughts on the last game. Yeah, I mean, when we were here a few weeks ago and we looked at these five games and we did our predictions, we looked at that Leicester away game. We were like, that's probably going to be a loss. But we came in, we 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 brought a game to them, created a few chances, defensively good. But it, it was always coming. They made a breakthrough. This Not through open play, which is obviously good, but um, they did get the goal in the end. And yeah, at least at least we didn't lose by more, you know. Um, could have could have hurt our goal difference a little bit there, but we, we, we stuck in the game relatively well. But um, no, it was never going to be easy. But I, I don't think we played that, 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 that bad. And considering our performances prior to, to this game, we shouldn't, we should be looking like we should be pretty happy and, I'm, I'm personally, I'm quite confident going like forward in the next few weeks. Like I'm not, I, I think we can stick. Well, well, we're still, we're still eighth after this game as well. I, th- I thought we'd drop down quite a bit, but the results went our way and we're still one point off top six after that loss, um, which is not bad at all. But yeah, overall, it's, it is a loss away from home, but it's against the best, the best side in the lead, uh, in the league. And they are first now after Preston's uh, draw. So yeah, tough game, but. I mean, when you've got those players on their team sheet, then, I mean, there's nothing more you can expect. So, yeah, wasn't wasn't ideal, but, you know, kind of a little bit expected, really. And um, kind of just move on, um, take your medicine. But Leicester away won't define our season by any means. It will be games against Plymouth at home, West Brom at home, you know, Stoke at home, uh, Sheffield Wednesday at home, uh, Ipswich at home. You never know, um, you know, Birmingham at home, you know, to a certain extent. So, you know, that's, that's the sort of games we'll be, we should be looking at and going, you know, we should be, you know, getting points from them and really targeting points from there and, you know, getting maximum points. Um, and if we get anything away at last draw leads, uh, it's just an added bonus, I suppose. Um, uh, so that was Leicester. That's a close chapter. That's That's done. Uh, kind of trying to erase it from the, from the minds. Um, Naismith. Uh, no, Andy King said this perfectly in his uh, Instagram post afterwards where he said, we played well, we know they're much better than us, but, you know, we've got to take the positives from it and just move on because that's exactly what we need to do. It's, it's, it's like playing um, it's like playing Man City in your division. If you're like, I don't know, Crystal Palace, you know, kind of mid table uh, not very good, but, you know, it could, it could be, you know, meh. And you're playing Man City away, you're not expecting to get anything from it. You might get the odd result, but you won't get much from it. Uh, you can't dwell. You can't dwell on it. You just got to quickly move on. Uh, to Stoke at home next weekend, um, and hopefully we get three points from that. Because Stoke, look, bit bit crap. Uh, we'll quickly touch on Plymouth, um, which was a far more positive performance and a much better result. We absolutely dismantled Plymouth. Ended Bristol City four, Plymouth one, in a quite remarkable game of chances, goals, had a whole package. Yeah, what a game that was! Last time we scored four goals at home was um, that Birmingham game back in January. Yes, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So four two win there, but the last time we've won by like three goals, I haven't looked, but it's been a while. Like how dominant we were kind of felt like we were in kind of a cup game and it was against a lower league side i just i mean first of all on that lineup i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna stand up on plymouth here i thought i thought they were i thought they were really good after they made their substitutions in the second half when they brought their star players on hardy mumba no sorry hardy and whitaker especially they looked really good and i thought um they um kind of uh, created more chances and should have scored at least a couple. But yeah, go on. 
Yeah, I I do agree. They did make an improvement throughout the game, but I just I, there was never a point in the game when I was worried that. Well, maybe when once we got that third in, well, I, I just feel like we were in control from from the off from the offset, and um, well, it took us three minutes. I mean, three minutes, and we've scored a goal. That hasn't happened in a while either. We have yet to score a yet to score a goal in the first half of a championship match this season. And we've just scored three in one half um, inside 30 minutes. Um, but no, what a start. It was a cross from a corner, I think. So a set piece and then Bell knocks yeah. it on, reflected. But a great way to start. Yeah. Then straight back in, just relentless pressure. Um, there was a bit of pause and a break of time. But then we came back straight away, didn't lose momentum. James, bam, 2-0. And we're eight minutes in and we're 2-0 up after... 90 minutes of nil-nil the, on the Saturday before. So it was just, yeah, a pure elation, an amazing start. And then, um, yeah, Randall for... We, we sh- we sh- before that, we should have gone three and up with Sam Bell as well on like 11 yeah, minutes. Yeah. yeah, where Sam Bell gets in down the left-hand side. He cuts inside past their defender and he sh- hits it. Uh, he sh- should have... If he puts that on the other side, that's three nil. That's basically game over there, there and then. Yeah, he did beautifully to get like round the defender. He opened up the space, and then the finish lacked a bit of a bit of quality there. But um, still, a great start. We, I felt like let let's not waste our chances. Let's get this three now. Let's try and wrap the game up early. And then twenty sixth minute comes along. It's Tanner tries to clear it, but it's deflected, and then it falls to um, Randall in the middle, and then releases a shot. It's it's a good finish to be fair. Um, through the defence, Max can't really do anything. He can get get to it. Um, it's a good finish, and really, yeah, really, good right. finish. really good finish. I was sat, I was sat right behind it as well. It was really, really good. Like as soon as he hit it, it almost felt inevitable. It was going to go in. Look, really, really good finish. Do you know? Do you remember that Manuel Benson goal? Uh, Burnley uh, last se- last season. Last last home game of the last season. Um, he hit one, and I had like a side-on view view on it, like right next to it, like on the touchline. He hit it. As soon as he hit it, I I quickly turned around to my mate and went, "That's in." <laughs> as soon as he hit it, that's in. It's um. It's sometimes you just look. Sometimes you just look at goals and you go, "Yeah, that's in, mate." Uh, you, you're not going to do anything about that. Um, but yeah, really good finish from uh, Adam Randall. Um, and yeah, I thought it's a little bit against run of play, but generally. Um, it was meh. Um, but then three-one with Mark Sykes, a beautiful ball in from Jason Knight. Uh, cross, cross switch, uh, switched uh, from left to right with his right foot. Brilliant curled effort. Not too, not too heavy. Not too light. Perfect timing. Perfect weight of ball of the ball, and just a um, magnificent touch from Mark Sykes. Runs, legs it, um, and then. Curls it into the far post past Connor Hazard in the Plymouth goal. Um, 3 1 up. Are you kind of going 3 1? Take that half time, just slow it down. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah. What a goal. Great finish. That's when we need to be clinical. Like those chances, we, we dispatched them. We scored three in 30 minutes. So, I mean, for, four goals in a, in a match, in the match already within the first half. And yeah, like you said, we carried it out. Got in at half time, three one up. Great start. Now it's now it's all about just bringing the three points home and finishing the game. Um, and yeah, it kind of started that second half. Just uh, we were dominant, but it was just a bit more slow. I think then they they brought on their their plays, which I don't know why they weren't starting. Maybe fatigue or just rotation tiredness. But we faced Plymouth at a good day, especially after their result yesterday against Norwich, uh, where they completely turned it around and won 6-2. I mean, Norwich fans probably, they looked, oh, look, they got battered by Bristol City on, on Tuesday. We might have a chance here. Definitely not. They absolutely battered them and they were destroyed. But um, yeah, they brought Whitaker on and then Hardy on in the 60th minute. We made some subs as well. Taylor Gardner-Hickman Andy King came on. That's kind of when Andy King plays a part in these games. Yeah. When we up a couple goals, it's realistically the only time he's going to come on. Um, he came on, and then yeah, comes to the 80th minute. We we've had a we had a couple chances. Um, what, what their chances were after our goal, I'm pretty sure. Um, most of it. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
yeah, Naismith, beautiful, like fake, uh, like fake shot, but then passes it to um, finds Cornick on the right, takes a touch, finishes it. I think there's a deflection in there, maybe. Um, uh, little one, but it's no, bit, I don't but think I don't, I don't think it particularly matters where it goes in the end. Yeah, and and he gets it near post, and it's Harry Cornick. I, I mean, you got you got to be happy for him, and when he goes up and celebrates. Harry Cornick has scored, and uh, and then we've got the song ringing around the stadium. But yeah, to, to, yeah, eightieth minute. And Ima- Ima- imagine sitting in the heart of the S twenty five while that song is ringing around. That is just uh, in- incredible. And um, once when Harry Cornick came on at three one, everyone was going, "Oh, we're not going <laughs> to score anymore here." He gets as soon as he gets that touch, you're going back of the net, back of the net, back of the net. Finishes it brilliantly, uh, to be fair. Um, yeah, we deserved... In, in my opinion, that game should have ended about 7-5 and I wouldn't have been surprised. Uh, we had a few chances. I mentioned that Sam Bell chance. Um, Plymouth... Well, that Zach Viner chance is just ridiculous, isn't it? That, that Sorry, challenge is just ridiculous. Um, Ryan Hardy gets in on goal. We've, we're very loose at this point. We're just kind of given up on you know, scoring anymore. We've just kind of gone, yeah, 4-1 is fine. Um, which is not ideal, but, you know, um, it is what it is, 4-1 up, you're always going to get a little bit complacent with five minutes to go. Um, we get, he gets in on goal, he gets past Max. Zach Viner, Cal, Cal Naismith evidently just goes, you know what, have this one, mate. Um, Zach Viner says, I'm not having none of it, comes right around, wipes him out, Takes ball first, and it's an incredible challenge. He's literally open net in front of the Plymouth fans. He's taken him out in an incredible challenge, completely fairly as well. Um, that's twice he's done it. He did it against West Brom, and he did it against um, Plymouth as well. So brilliant. Um, and yeah, we just completely um, dominant and complete uh, value for three points, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Zach Viner, that was just beautiful. Like when you, if you just get that freeze frame, it looks like, oh, that's a guarantee goal. He gets round it and it's, he makes the right decision. He puts it wide on the left. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how uh, Hardy hasn't scored there, but brilliant from Viner. Um, but Hardy also had another chance, hit the post very close. Yeah. Inside, well, was, just, that a, was that 3 1 off? 4 1. After, um, yeah, a couple chances, hit off the post, but. We had a very comfortable lead, so I wasn't really worried. And then, yeah, we well, we held out the game, um, and, and we we got the win—a beautiful win at home, first home win of the season. And we did it in style, and it moved us up the table, just outside the playoffs. And well, yeah, very, very, very all-round amazing performance. And yeah, we were all very happy with that. Can I just say that um, the our wingers, Sam Bell and Mark Sykes, as I thought, I think you mentioned this earlier. Sykes picked up on a free from Oxford, Sam Bell and our academy. They have been just ridiculous this season. They have been absolutely magnificent. Sykes has just torn basically everyone apart, apart from Leicester. But he's basically been brilliant all, ga- brilliant all games. He's um, been a live wire. He's been a threat. Sam Bell, just as Sam Bell, you know, runs, has pace, will get in behind very direct. Um, and it helps when you have Cam Brain behind you, I suppose, in a way. He just also is very direct and exactly that. Um, and yeah, I thought we were really good um, against Plymouth and completely uh, obliterated them. A little bit of a little bit of a caveat though. Um, Plymouth did not play their strongest team in the slightest. Uh, they were they were resting for Norwich and well, they obliterated Norwich. They won six two against Norwich. So you know. I suppose you can only beat what's in front of you, but also you have to say you also have to mention that Plymouth did not play their strongest team in the slightest. I looked at that Plymouth team, genuinely, my honest reaction, I looked at that Plymouth team, I looked at Connor Hazard in goal, and I went, okay, they're playing their strongest team then. But someone pointed out to me, oh, who's this um who's this uh Tyreek Wright playing for Plymouth? I was like, who's that? I've never heard of him. Uh, so I look at that Plymouth team and I go, Well, where's Ballymumba? Where's Whitaker? Where's Hardy? Um None of them are there. No Finazaz either. Uh, weakened Plymouth side. And a few of them had really, uh, really poor games. Kane Kessel Hayden was really bad uh, for that um, third City goal. Um, 
yeah, just they just looked completely off it. And yeah, we deserve three points, but but um, also have to caveat that uh, Plymouth were playing a very weak inside. Any more thoughts on uh, Plymouth? Yeah, not not really. Just overall good. I think, like I said earlier, face them at a good time when they were resting those players because it could have been a very different game uh, had it not been like that. Um, seven changes from their loss against Preston, but um, paid off for them. They absolutely smashed Norwich and we, we took the three points against them. So, yeah, overall great performance. Yeah, nothing more to say. Yeah, nothing nothing more to say is the um, is about right. Um We'll talk about Zach Viner, I suppose, because uh, he got... Well, I didn't notice this, even though I was at the game. I didn't notice it against Plymouth. He he um, he got injured right at the end, according to Nigel Pearson. Um, and he has done some damage to his ACL. Now, whenever I hear ACL, you always go, oh, you fear the worst. Hopefully, it's nothing bad, because some damage could mean... Oh, could be a few... Could be a... A um, couple of months, um, maybe a month or so, uh, if we're lucky, uh, and hopefully he comes back fairly quickly because Zach Viner is an absolutely huge player for us. There's no doubts about that. Um, but let's say Zach Viner is out for the long term. What are you doing? Yeah, that is the problem. Our squad depth is just nowhere at the back line right now, and Zach Viner is our best, uh, in my opinion, like the most consistent and one of the best players that we have, well, without a doubt. And, and the, his performances, the tackles, he's so crucial. And we signed him on that extension on the deal. And, um, well, that was amazing that we, we have him now. But, yeah, when I did not see Vino on that starting lineup, I looked to the bench just on the off case, maybe, and not there. And now the news of this ACL, it's it's worrying. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see when the news comes out. It'll at least be a couple of weeks could definitely be a lot more. Um, but yeah, uh, we said earlier, what we said before, um, we, we'd have to look into a free agent um, to come in and just, yeah, we need squad depth there. And then when we get to January, eventually, we we definitely have to improve the squad depth around there. Because we have, with all fit players, we've got three centre-backs who are out-and-out centre-backs which isn't ideal and you injuries happen all the time. I think you need at least four, if not five, um, well, in, in an ideal world, but um, it's never ideal. It's never perfect. But yeah, if action does need to be taken, if it is a long-term problem. Yeah. So if basically what Nigel Pesce said is if, the, if, if he requires surgery, it will be, an, it will be, you know, uh, Rob Atkinson style uh, in type of injury where it will be very much long term. Hopefully that's not the case because Viner, as I said, massive player for us, um, will you know will be consistent for forty six games if he plays. He won't now play forty six games, um, but he's it's not it's, for our sake. I seriously hope it isn't serious because it'll be a massive loss, um, but. Yeah, I think we need to step into the free agent market. If it is, it it will be a very big concern for us. Um, I heard, um, I'm completely picking one out of the hat here, um, Kieran Clark. I heard um, uh, yeah, in the summer where we could be, you know, interested in the centre-back on a short-term deal, one-year deal till the end of the season. You, you, um, oh, that would be fine for me. Uh, but you know, just someone who's available on the free agent list. Um, if it is a long-term, a serious injury, uh, we need because we can't just keep going. Uh, we can't rely on a Rob Dickey as our only main centre back. I suppose you could see Cal Nace within there, but you know, um, I suppose that's um, it's another kind of bone of contention. Where's his best position? Um, even though he's impressed in uh, centre back recently, um, and we can't re- rely on is it Rafa Oye, um our other one uh, after Dickey. Um, to kind of rely, to kind of keep us stable for a while. We've already lost Atkinson. If we lose Zach Viner for a long while, it's not going to be ideal. I know Robert, I know Atkinson's back fairly soon, um, around late Novemberish time. And I know people say, "I'll oh, just put him back into the team." It's not going to work like that. You can't just come back from an injury that serious and just throw him back into the first team. It's not going to work like that. Um, there is going to be kind of some 
uh, time needed for him to probably reinstate to the first team um, to get starts again. But that's about it, I suppose, I think. Oh, uh, no, Stoke at home next. Um, well, Stoke are dreadful at the moment. Um, they are and... not good at all. They have just lost this morning um, against Hull City. And they yeah. were battered oh, 3-1 in the end. They got one back yeah. uh, near the end. But still, very dominant performance by Hull. And the Hull are doing amazingly right now. They're sitting in fourth. Um, and we picked up a point against them. So there are a lot of teams. Like we've said before, we like Preston is yeah. still up there. Um, but yeah, Stoke sitting 20th right now. Haven't won a game since, well, Stoke. Um, they, oh, that's the EFL Cup. My bad. Yeah, it was Watford. Um, Watford 1-0 but yeah they're not looking good so hopefully we go in with confidence we just came off oh, well, obviously by Leicester we just came off a 6-1 win at home hopefully the atmosphere is good the fans know it, it was a hard game at Leicester I feel like that the atmosphere was great from what I heard at, at Plymouth um, yeah, yeah it's really good as well for Tuesday night uh, so yeah hopefully hopefully the atmosphere is there I'll, I'll be at that game as well um, so Annie um, and yeah hopefully Hopefully we get the three points because we said we, we looked at these next five games from before Swansea. I, I keep referring to it, but we said eight points. We're on seven. Um, so if we win that, ten, we, we, ten points would be great. As, ten points would be brilliant. Uh, yeah. really good result from those five. Um, and hopefully we do it. And we're still in the table wise, we're still doing pretty positively. And yeah. I'm not getting ahead of myself, but if we win our next two games against Stoke and Rotherham, which could very realistically happen, that would be a magnificent return. Um, and, you know, take Leicester away out of it. That'd be bloody good. And then we travel to Leeds, of course, but that's, you know, Leeds away. So you take a 1-0 loss again. Um, but, yeah, I'd, um, I'd argue that we should be winning this game. Stoke, I think Stoke will eventually tick a little bit, but not right now, they're not. Um uh, I kind of want to say the same thing about... I, I said the same thing about Swansea, didn't I? Where I said, they will eventually be a good team, but they're not right now, so we've got to win. Um, this is the perfect time to play them, in my opinion. Uh, they signed a load of new players in the summer. Um, some of them include Sead Haksadanovic, uh, Lyndon Gooch, uh, Mehdi Leris, Walter Berger, uh, Andre Vidigal, who looks really good, um, Kiana Hoover uh, from Wolves, Dan Johnson um, from Preston, obviously, with Alex Neal before. Uh, Michael Rose, Ender Stevens, Ben Pearson, uh, Mark Travers, Wesley, Luke McNally. So some really, really good players in there. Um, just hasn't ticked at the moment. But I think eventually will for Stoke. Um, just hopefully not against us, because then that would be pretty bad. Um, but I think, I, think we can, I think we can win this. I think we can. I think Stoke are a bit rattled at the moment. Hopefully... Hopefully it's not kind of their turning point. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully they, we don't see a rea- reaction from Stoke Ashton Gate. But I think we're competent enough, and right now I think we're fair. We're a very good side. Hopefully we win. Yeah, I th- I think we can. I'll, I'll go for my prediction first. Um, I see us getting the three points. Um, just look at the table. Look at the form. Just our positive performances recently. I think we can kind of similarly replicate our performance against Plymouth and I see us scoring a couple of goals as well. So I'm going to go for 3-1 win, I reckon. I see us, see. I see us comfortably, relatively comfortably winning um, three goals and uh, hopefully maybe Harry Cornick on the goal sheet again. Right. Okay. If that happens, then I hope, actually, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything that. Hopefully that happens. Um, yeah, I think we'll win as well, you know. I think we'll be a little bit tighter. Uh, I think I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I know Andre Vidigal's scoring quite a lot for Stoke, but I think we might keep a clean sheet. Because um, we've got George Tanner to combat with Vidigal, hopefully. I'll go 2-0. Okay. That would be, that'd be a brilliant result um, going into Rotherham. Um, so, yeah, I think we, we both think we're going to win against Stoke. Let us know your score, Stoke predictions in the comments section below. Also, let us know your thoughts on Leicester and on Plymouth, because that would be, um, you know, the next kind of best thing. Um, and yeah, just let us know your thoughts on the Zach Ryan situation as well in the comment section below. Do you think we need to bring in a centre-back on the free agent market? Let us know. Um, Final thoughts, 
want to say. Um, well, yeah, we got obviously Rotherham after that. Definitely a winnable game. Hard game against Leeds. I saw them yesterday. Um, they they are looking. They're starting to click and they're moving up the table. They are in the top six now. They've got still some quality players, but that's in a few yeah, games. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, also recent result. Cardiff beat Sunderland in the dying stages just now on the Sunday afternoon, and they are ahead they've, of us they, in the table. They've they've got nine points in their last three games. They've got they've got three and wins in their in the in that, in that three game week. Place, and they're ahead of us, so I, I don't like the look of that right now. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it change. Oh, but they've got Rotherham at, Rotherham at home next game, so. Um, that's not too hard. They do have a midweek game. They do have a midweek in the thing. But um, yeah, hopefully their downfall comes sooner than later. <laughs> How disrespectful to Cardiff. Um, <laughs> I don't really care either, to be fair. Um, okay, Cardiff. Um, hope you lose against Rotherham. Is that, is that the message? Um, come on, the Millers. Um, no, but uh, yeah, we should in my opinion, I'm not. I don't want to be cocky here, and this will definitely get clipped up. If 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 we lose five nil or something, this will definitely get clipped up. We should beat Stoke at home. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be too disappointed with a draw if we then go and beat Rotherham. I think that would be fine. I think that would be you know not too bad. Um, but still, these are two teams at the moment really low on confidence and really struggling. So I think we should be beating both. Um, you know, hopefully that happens anyway. Um, but that's about it. I think. Um, thank you very much for watching and to listening to the ramble once again. Um, and yeah, we will be back after Stoke at home, probably after, after yeah. Stoke, uh, and then we'll preview, we'll, we'll review Stoke, and then we'll talk about uh, Rotherham and Leeds. I think. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, been, uh, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, I think we should be looking for at least four out of six points in the next two games. Hopefully. Two wins on the bounce. Uh, but yeah, we move to Stoke at home next week. Uh, week of yeah. three points out of six. I'm happy with how we performed. It's a tough team, Leicester. But overall, we take it. We move. We're eighth place. Yeah. You, you, you know, four points. I've said we'd get four points uh, from now from our last three. And we got four points from our last three. So, um, yeah, not bad. Uh, not bad, in my opinion. Um Thank you very much for watching and listening. Um, if you have enjoyed it, hit like in the uh, like button. Um, hit the like button. Uh, subscribe. And once you hit subscribe, there'll be a little notification bell. Hit that as well. You'll be uh, notified every time we do upload a podcast, which will uh, we'll try to be you know, very consistent. Um, and yes, that's about it from me. Uh, very, thank you very much for listening to me. It's been Annie. Um, Matisse. <laughs> Matisse, thank you guys for watching. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Peace.